Three. All right. Welcome to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the duo. I am Dwight at 517-2214. Joined again as I am always the the young prodigy, the brains of the operation, my homie, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. We apologize. It's been a minute. Had to take the family on a little vacation. Had to take a little, a little brain recharge. But we back. SJ, how you feeling, family? Oh, it's been a crazy week. Um, we just saw new NBA champions. Um, the Mavericks started their off season um pretty early, right during the finals. So um, we we feeling all right. We're about to get into all of this. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh. Obviously, we're going to address all the, the, the elephants in the room when it comes to what the Mavs just did. We just got a roster shakeup. I think we traded some bums for a starter. And, um, you know, we got some other things. We're going to give our two cents and our predictions for what we think the Mavs are going to do uh, this offseason. Because um, now that this Christian Wood trade has happened, it's kind of limited the resources we got to get better. So let's jump right into it. Um, I guess we'll touch on the finals real quick. What you think? How do you think that played out? Uh, were you shocked? I feel like you thought that the Warriors are going to win the whole time. I was a little wishy-washy. I was leaning Warriors, but I, I was a little wishy-washy with it. But Warriors ended up packing them up. Like, low-key, this was quietly a pack-up. They won three straight. Yeah, I mean, I always had Warriors in six. That was my prediction before. Yeah. Um, that was my prediction during, even when they went down 2-1, I was like, oh, you know, but I was like, this is probably what Warriors in 6, like, looks like, especially after they tied it 2-2, I was like, yeah, Boston's not winning another game, that's how I felt, and that's what happened, um, but yeah, experience wins out, I thought they had the best, like, Golden State had the best player by, like, a mile, and yeah. you saw that, it was, yeah. like, not even a con, like, it wasn't no. even close between Tatum and stuff, and it's Tatum's first final, so, I mean, the jokes are funny. I'm going to make my jokes once in a while, but, like, seriously speaking, I'm not going to slander him for um, not having his best. His first time, he's young. He'll not going to say he'll be back definitively because we, you know, see how these things go, but he should get better. He, he'll he be fine. Um, but, yeah, the Warriors, they want another chip. You know, their fans are already being annoying, but, you know, that that's how it goes. They're back on the mountaintop for the first time in a while. And, you know, it's funny. Remember my hot take about – um. Brooklyn, how I felt Brooklyn was gonna have this run. I my feeling was correct in that. Remember, I just felt like somebody was gonna have a run. I was just incorrect in guessing who. I thought it was gonna be KD that went on like a huge run to get his you know team a trip. All that it was Steph. Steph had that run. That I thought KD would have. So you know, kudos to Steph um, for all that he's accomplished. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I thought the Celtics would have a chance when they went up two one. I did think they would get it done, but the thing that I didn't like when they look good, they look really good, but then they have those droughts of basketball offensively and defensively for that matter. They was losing stuff of all the people on the court. They were legitimately losing stuff in the NBA finals behind a three point line and they was playing that drop and I didn't really see that coming. And man, they just like, dude, Jalen Brown is a really good player, but he can't dribble. He, he well, I'm not going to say he can't dribble. His handle isn't as strong as somebody 
that's his caliber of player usually is. And Jason Tatum, he got to work on his he got to he got to work on his layup package and his his post game. He got to tighten up on that footwork because his midi he doesn't have a pull up midi. If you look at it, he always it's a fadeaway. That's the only yeah. time he takes the mid range. It's like a sideways fadeaway too. It's not mm-hmm. even a real fade. So th- that was the thing. They to me, I don't think uh, like we got to get these jokes off, obviously. But them boys is what 24, 25? They got this far, and they have obvious holes in their game that I actually think they can get better at, like especially Tatum, because he he's a worker, he's improved, he's got better pretty much every year. It is I don't I do think Jalen Brown. I don't ever think he's gonna have like a a dominant handle, but he he can tighten that up. Like he can't go left, bro. Like he can't go left at all. Which is, I think it'd be better for him to play off a better primary ball handler, like. Yeah. Um, like we said, like like you were saying, it's not that he, he can dribble, but he doesn't have a handle. Yeah, he can dribble, but and there's a difference. So yeah. he can dribble the ball, but he doesn't have a handle to really um, you know, um, take people like really mix people. Yeah. And he'd work not to you know imagine him in Dallas. Not to say it would happen, but just imagine him in Dallas with a Luca versus him playing with a Tatum. Like it, I think it'd be a bit different. Yeah, it it would be he. I mean, he's kind of, people have been saying it for a while, but he's kind of building a lab to be Lucas number two because he does all the, he, he's good, man. He's just good. He, his game, he has a dog. I like how he fights. Like, I did too. He, he don't go out like, a, and in multiple games, it wasn't just this game six, like multiple games, like he tries. Dog, dog. I had the slander cannon loaded when he had two points at halftime or four points, whatever he had at halftime. And he came back, he got, I mean, he got him back in the game. Low-key. Mm-hmm. In the um, Horford, yep. Yeah, it was that game five, actually. So I had a slander cannon loaded for him game five when he was having a disaster class. But he ended up, you know, getting him back in the game. I think he ended up with like 15 or 19 or something like that. And then last night, he was him and Horford was the only people that showed up. So yeah, I, I like him. Um, he is a really really good player. So salute to Boston. Salute to Golden State. I ain't gonna hold you. I didn't think they was gonna win it. I really didn't. Um, but they got it done. And salute to them. Um, I will. I will want to get this off. I'm kind of happy I wasn't on Twitter back when I guess the Warriors were winning before because I didn't have to pick a side. I didn't realize how politicized the Golden State Warriors were just as a basketball team. Cause like, I didn't think they was going to win. I didn't think they, I thought, I legitimately thought we were going to beat them. But I realized so many people like had agendas going about them winning or losing. And it's just like, damn, I just enjoyed them playing basketball. Like, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of happy they won. Like, I, I'm not butthurt that they won. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I am. So I'll be butthurt and I'll put it over. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I feel, and that's what I'm saying. You have you you a bronze stand, so I get it. But I I don't really care about either one of them dudes. I didn't like when they got KD, but I like stuff, man. I do. I, I like their team. I do. I don't like some of the stuff Draymond does, but he's from the crib, so I'm gonna let him make it. <laughs> but uh, salute to Golden State. Um, we gonna pop them boys next year though. That's it. Yes, sir. So anyway, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into our, our Dallas Mavericks. Um, man, 
the Christian wood trade, the infamous Christian wood trade. And uh, <sighs> y'all, if any, most of the people that are going to listen to this probably listened to that space the other day. Uh, we, me and you went on to Rolo, Jazz, and Jose's uh, Twitter space. It's recorded. Um, I'll, actually, I am going to link it in the show notes. And uh, the, I guess both of our reaction to the trade happened live during that space. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. It's a three-hour space, and it's not a podcast format, so it's kind of hard to navigate. But I, and you got to navigate to, I'd say, the two-hour mark, because that's right when the trade happened. That's some of the best audio content you'll get. It was I listened to it yesterday, and boy, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed, even though I was there when it happened. So you were distraught. I was, yes, that I was. Do you think that's an accurate, that's accurate saying you were distraught? And yes, I, I was. I, I wasn't distraught. And it was very funny to me because y'all had talked about Christian Wood specifically earlier in that conversation. I wasn't there at the beginning. I know you probably have had time to, you're not distraught over it um, now. But why? Why were you so distraught over us getting Christian Wood? Okay, so I'm going to back it up to the beginning. Okay, so I liked Christian Wood in that infamous 2020 offseason when he was a unrestricted free agent. And it was kind of like he was one of the top ones. Everyone thought he was, you know, obviously going to get an upgraded bag. Um, he was the breakout star of that 2019-2020 season, all that. I liked them. I wanted the Mavs to get him. Then he went to Houston. I remember everyone was mad about that. Everyone was mad that, you know, obviously he went next door to Houston and he, the bag that he got, that's what the, that's where the contention lied because everyone thought he would get more than he actually did. Um, and whatever. I got over it because obviously we didn't have him. Then as time went on, particularly this season, I started to sour on him. Not just not just as like on court play, but just everything. And I'm not even trying to drag the off court stuff because by all accounts, especially from like, you know, some Houston beat writers that I've seen, like it's it's a bit overblown. Like the off you know, the locker room stuff is slightly overblown, so I'm not gonna try to drag that. But it's things that happen. And I feel like um the point that I'm trying to make in all this that I just thought he was a loser and I'm not talking about his team's losing like that's not what I'm talking about like because I didn't expect him to especially since given the fact that he was a um he was only getting minutes because Detroit and um Drummond were having their you know issues or was it Blake Griffin I can't remember who who it was first but he only got minutes because they were having their issues there and um so I didn't expect him to you know winning games for Detroit and obviously in Houston when Harden left and you know the shit show that happened there I wasn't expecting him to win games there either so that's not what I'm talking about what I mean is just his demeanor in the court because I think there's and someone says on timeline my guy um Sarge he said it's on the timeline I 100% agree with him because that's how I felt there's a difference there is a clear difference between um like you can see it with guys on losing teams you can see um, the difference between a guy that, yes, he's on a losing team, but you can see him contributing to a winning situation and guys that don't care about like the team and just really care about themselves. And that's where I placed Christian Wood 
because between the tantrums of not checking into a game, he he has thrown so many fits on the court. <laughs> like that's that's one thing that I don't like to see. Um, there's game there was a game where he didn't grab a rebound in like twenty some minutes. Hey, that, this guy is a great rebounder. You look at all his stuff. He didn't grab a rebound. No effort, and that he was. Um, passing up on open shots in that game, he wasn't trying. He wasn't trying, and that I don't like. It's like um, Ingram. I never ever felt like Brandon Ingram was a loser, even though he was on God, you know, bad teams. Never made the playoffs before last season. Even before that, I never felt like he was a lose, like a loser. You know, that's not um, the vibe I got from him. It, just based on little intangibles and stuff like that, I didn't feel like Christian would had that. Um, and I mean. You have to see what he can do in a winning situation. And everyone's talking about Wiggins. This is, this, this is one thing I didn't like about this Golden State Championship. Because the amount of tweets I have seen about, yeah, this person's going to be Wiggins. Um, we just need to get this person out of this situation. They're going to come be your Wiggins. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> like I feel like people don't understand. Golden State has a lot of luck. Like If we chalk up a lot of things, Golden State... It's just they're just a lucky franchise, and obviously, um, it's not just luck, but a big part of it is luck. And they're often anomalies; they're often exceptions to the rules. They're not the rule, <laughs> and I think we all like forget that. So I'm not saying that um, you know, no one can be a Wiggins, and Wiggins is just this unique situation. That's not what I'm saying. But everyone is not going to become a Wiggins. And with that being said, Christian Wood. I do think a new situation, we'll see a different effort with him. Um, I do think he'll try more, but it's, I hope he will be able to adapt. And like I said, he seems like a player, like by all accounts, everything I've read, just his demeanor, everything, he seems to be about himself. Um, And I hope he can put that aside, especially in a contract year. People are harping on the fact that, yes, he's in a contract year, he should buy into the team to get paid, but on the flip side, we've seen guys in contract years press and because they're thinking about their back and they kind of um compromise the team and if if you, if i'm supposed to pick like if you ask me right now um which direction i'd think he'd go in i think he'd go in the him prioritizing himself for his bag but like i said i don't know him. i don't know if he you know isn't really not like that we'll we'll just have to see we're in this wait and see kind of period so that's what um We'll have to do but in all outside of the you know locker room stuff which i'm again not going to try to overblow i'm just annoyed that okay i shouldn't say annoyed that's the wrong word but i'm just concerned that's the word i'm concerned that um that people are thinking this is a playoff move and i'm a bit confused to the people like telling us why or questioning why we have a concern why certain people may have a concern because i mean i get it he's a huge upgrade for the regular season he's a huge upgrade for the regular season don't get me wrong and he probably would be more if more playable than powell in the playoffs like you know just off rip however he's not the answer in the playoffs at center in my opinion and if we're talking about the playoffs why would i care about like this huge upgrade in the regular season if he's not going to help as much in the playoffs. So that's that's my issues. I just thought we needed a five. 
come playoff time. That was our issue. We when we won 50 plus games with these mid centers that you guys keep talking about. It's the playoffs where their, you know, holes came up. So why would we get a center who would have, you know, similar holes? But like I said, we're all in wait and see, and we'll get more into it a little bit, but there's still a lot they can do. So I'm not, and we gave up nothing. I think that's the, um, that's why it's so easy for me to stomach, given that I don't like Christian Wood, and that's what people don't re- realize. I don't like him. Like, I've, you know, I've talked about my list. Y- y'all know who's on the list. Come on. Embiid, like Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Bradley Beal, and Christian Wood. That is the list. Not a long list. So the fact that they got someone from my list is going to take some time for me to get used to the idea. I don't like him. But it's so much easier to stomach. We just, we dump the bums. We dump the bums for a guy that is just for talent. We're adding talent and dumping nothing. So I'm cool with it. We're probably going to draft a bum at 26. Sorry to say. I know everyone was probably getting into their mock drafts. <laughs> um, and looking at the pro, I saw it all. I'm thank God for pro- procrastination because <laughs> I was going to do that the later half of the week to talk about it on this pod. But clearly, we don't have to pick anymore. So we were probably going to draft the bum. So you know, you know what? I that yeah, I'm happy. We were going to get a bum. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy you said that. I, I just want to say, <sighs> you know what? I'm gonna hold that thought to myself. <laughs> no, go ahead. Man, fuck the draft. Thank I'm gonna you. say it. I'm going to say it. Oh, we need to draft. We need to draft. What about Memphis? What about Memphis? Look at Golden State. They got Jordan Poole late. Look, bro. Memphis was ass. They had the minutes. They had the time to develop them boys. So was Golden State. Golden State drafted Jordan Poole and then Clay. They, they drafted him when they already knew Clay Thompson was missing the season. Right. So they mm-hmm. knew those minutes would exist for him to to to, to play, for him to develop. Mm-hmm. Dallas is not in that situation. Would I have liked if they would have drafted somebody, I would have been cool with it. But in my opinion, and every time I brought this up on the timeline, um, people would kind of get bad. I was like, okay, looking at our resources, it became pretty obvious to me that the only real asset they had to get better this summer was using 26 to go get a NBA player that was already there, right? That that was my opinion once I actually dug into it. I, you know, I, I thought they would draft somebody. I kind of started to do some draft stuff. I started to pay attention to people who, uh, guys like your Christian Colocos, your Israel Kamagate, uh, them dudes. I started to watch YouTube clips on them dudes. And once I did, I quickly realized, like, yeah, we we need to tick, we need to turn that pick into an NBA player, and I, I just I'll just say this: Memphis is cool. Shout out to Memphis; they drafted a lot of good players. God bless them. They got to start paying them dudes starting this summer. Let's see how long that works. I distinctly remember people uh, treating the Hawks GM a year ago. Like he was a goddamn wizard because of the players he had drafted. And now look at what they ended up doing. All I'll keep bringing up, I referenced them a lot last summer. I'm going to reference them again now, even though they didn't win the championship. Their second best player got hurt. The Milwaukee Bucks have not put a first round pick on their roster in four years. The last one that sniffed a roster was Dante DeVincenzo. He 
played. I don't think he would. He would he play one game in the playoffs last year, or did I he think play? He played a couple. He may. He yeah. He actually. I don't. He may not have played any. Actually, I think he. Got Wait, hurt. last year? No, didn't he play a couple? Then get hurt in the playoffs, or did I make that up? No. I, either way it goes, he wasn't a. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. He he didn't play. That's the point I'm trying to make. Literally, the Milwaukee Bucks championship team had one player in the playoffs that they drafted, Giannis Antetokounmpo. The rest of them dudes was through trades and free agent signings. I don't fuck the draft. Fuck the draft. It, it's it's a mystery box. I've been saying this for a while. Xavier said it the other night, and he's a thousand percent right. People always want hope. That's why they get into the draft. That's why they want new players. That's why they. It's so weird because the same people that are like trying to throw Josh Green in the in the trash can, he's shown flashes in NBA play, but y'all trying to throw him in the trash can to, but want us to hold on to the twenty six pick and draft dudes that are older than him, which is weird yeah. to me. It's so weird to me, like. Them dudes ain't never fighting the NBA. They, and, they, and I understand if they were like setting college on fire. But some of these dudes is just high. They like putting up role player numbers in college. And I get it. That can be a valuable resource. But y'all have no damn idea with Nico, how he is as a scout. We don't have Memphis's scouting department. We don't have Toronto's scouting department. We have no proof of that. So given the limited resources that we have this summer, fuck that pick. And, and frankly, fucking moving forward, as long as we're still a good team. If we take some steps back next year, uh, I think our pick is top 10 protected. Say mm-hmm. some, something crazy happened, and I don't know, we have to, we draft him in the top 10, or the year after that, we draft him 15 or something like that. Okay, cool. We, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when we get there. But no, baby, I need players. I need players that can play right now. Um, you know, maybe if we get to the point where our roster is just so tight, we got a nice rotation and we can just add, we can use a first round pick to get cheap contracts. Yeah, a cheap mm-hmm. contract and we can squeeze out some of Okay, cool. But right now, nah, bro, I need NBA players. I need like 10 to 11 NBA players right now because we trying to take the next step. I didn't plan on having this rare, but fuck them picks. And I've I've felt this way for a while. I'm sorry. Um, I just totally lost my train of thought on Christian Wood. No, but you're right, though, about the the um, picks. Like, that's especially why I didn't want them. Like, I'm like, if they're going to use the pick, I wanted a, a wing that could just play now. Because if you're picking a center that low, their centers are so raw. Mm. It was probably not going to be able to come in and play right away. And like you said, we need people to play right away. So, yeah, I want them. Like especially in the like these immediate years, especially given that we don't have a lot of picks, um, I would like them to use the draft to approach like getting those um like if it's a cheap contract, like you can get someone that you know could probably play um and obviously they're on a controlled cheap contract, go for it. But um I mean we gave up nothing um you know I just sad to see I guess Boban go you know because he was great for the vibes. Trey Burke, I guess he was good for, I mean, all the guys were good for the vibes. They all got along, but, um, you know, they were not playing. I, I am not losing any sleep over any of them dudes and they were expiring contracts. And that brings me to my, um, next or, or next portion of this discussion in that, what are the Mavs going to do moving forward? 
So based on all the reports, um, you know, I think McMahon, both McMahon and Stein are saying that um, the Mavs are trying to prioritize a wing. Um, like we just wing depth with their is it the non taxpayer MLE or the, no it's yes. a taxpayer MLE which one is it I it, I get it, it confused so I just say it, the MLE we yeah, have yeah. That, that's what I was saying I've been putting tweets where it's, I've been calling it the full MLE when I say it's the not it's the taxpayer MLE it's a taxpayer one okay yeah, yeah. the six mil one that's yeah. The, yeah just okay so we and, have the six mil one and I also want to put this out there because when I said the full MLE I think people thought I meant the the non-taxpayer one, I'm, you don't have to use all $6.3 million. You can use like half of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's something I've been referring to. People are like, no, we don't have the full MLE. When I say full MLE, I'm talking about the Dallas Maverick, the $6.3 million. Yeah, I just say the MLE we have. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. I, I, I think I might need to adopt that myself because there people have been jumping in my mentions and understandably so, yeah. right? Like saying, no, we don't have the full I mean, it's like, I, I know. But anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. So with that, um, they're, we're, they're trying to use that to upgrade their wing depth. And I think we're in an intriguing spot. I'm not going to lie. Like with the Christian Wood trade, like my feelings about him aside, that was such a good move because, okay, you used about most of your expiring contracts on that. But we still have a, a couple more. We still have a couple more if, if it you know comes down to it. I did my math. I never do math. This is usually you. <laughs> but I, I did some math. I looked at the, the, the cap table. I did some math. And we have about, I think it was 16 mil in expiring contracts. Um, and this was excluding Maxi. I didn't put Maxi's um, number in this because I just figured he's going to be here. Mm. And he should be here. He actually should hey, be here. So low-key Maxi might get an extension. And I'm not gonna have no I think he might too. I think he might for like maybe a six mil ish extension. I think he might. I, I, I could see like two years or I, I think two. I think two. I don't think they'll go beyond two because he's yeah, old. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gonna be like two for like I could say seven to eight, but if it's one mm -hmm. year, shit, I don't think he's gonna take a pay cut if it's one year. I oh, think he's one year, definitely not. Yeah, if he's getting, if this is just a one-year extension, he's going to keep making nine, 9.2. I really believe that. And mm -hmm. I think he's going to be worth it, but please continue. But yeah, so I didn't include Maxi just because he should be here. But so the money I'm talking about is Dwight Powell. Um, he has about close to 12 mil, not quite 12 mil. Um, Frank Nilakina, if we pick up his option, which I strongly believe we should, especially just for that expiring money. Um he has around two mil and who else am i missing there's one more there's one more oh my god who am i who am i missing it was dwight powell frank, frank. damn i'm not gonna hold you i thought they got rid of all of them outside of those two let me pull up the table oh no i think it's those two i think it's those two um the money that i'm the extra money i'm talking about it's not an expiring contract but it's an asset in josh green i was oh, including his go. money so josh green's money so that is a package that could be enticing given hey, that side note um mm -hmm. there's a team option on the last year T you are technically right josh yeah because these are team options yeah yeah josh green has a team option for 23 24 so he is a de facto expiring contract mm -hmm. Please continue. there we go yeah so i'm just saying like right now i don't think Right now, I don't think they'll move any more of the expire. I mean, this is my guess. So right now, we're just guessing what the Mavs would do. 
So I my guess is they have wood. They're not moving Maxi. I think Maxi's here to stay. Um, I the Tim the other reports is that um, they understand that Dinwiddie and Tim it's not ideal. It's not the ideal um, I guess backcourt off the bench. Given that um, none of them can play defense, that's really you know what it is, and they're making a lot of money. Like I looked at some of that. Like when I was looking at the cap table, I was like, yeah, we made good moves. I was like, this is still disgusting because. We got like I'm looking at the bench and it's like Bertans' it's, money. It's just, Tim, it's, just, it's just Tim and Davis. They're the only it's, two it's, bad ones. Yeah, they're the only two bad ones, but still, it's just like the combination. When you look yeah. at Woody, Tim, and Davis, you're like, damn, that's a lot of money. And then you're looking at Dwight Powell, you're like, damn, this is a lot of money for bench dudes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like these are guys coming off the bench, so it's like, okay, um, you know, I don't know. Um, I mean, they said the other report was that, you know, Davis is, you know, he's not, he's like one year away of being an, um, from, for being a positive asset. So I think he is just going to be here just because we're not attaching anything to dump him. And I don't think it's that serious, especially given that he can still be a little useful as an end of bench specialist. So he'll be here. Um, Tim, I, I don't know. I, I thought he was on the move. I could see a world where they keep him and moving maybe in season or maybe even next off season. But I don't know. I think Tim, he's the wild card here. I'm thinking, I think Spencer's here. I think Spencer's here to stay. Um, just given um, that I think they like him. Like I like, I think they like his like skill set. And plus, obviously he has a lot in common with Cuban and you know, stuff like that. And that matters. Um, he has relationships on the team. I, I think, I think Spencer, and especially, like I said, they kind of like, even though he was up and down, they overall liked what he did in the postseason. So I think he, if, if it's like choosing between obviously him or Tim, I think they're, they're more likely move Tim first. Um, so Spencer's here to stay. Tim is the wild card. And I think they hold on to Powell's money until the deadline. Um, I truly believe that. Um, but what do you think about what they can do? Because I think they keep... I think there's a package there. I'm just saying, I think we have a deadline package. Um, if, if it came down to it with, um, and even so, what is expiring too? Let's say we don't even extend him and he, you know, while he's great, he's not perfect and we can get a, a bigger upgrade or something. I, I just think there's stuff they can do in season, which is why I won't, um, like if they use the ML, like the MLE, get someone and, that's it <laughs> for the you know obviously there's another thing about Dragic I'm assuming Dragic will be here um so if it's Dragic somebody with the Emily and kind of, and that's pretty much it I'll be okay knowing that we can still do a lot more in season yeah um I think the framework of this all season that you just said I agree with you we're supposed to argue on this joint um <laughs> we're supposed to argue about Christian Wood I went on the draft pick rant so I forgot about it but I agree with you uh, here. Um, I, I think they're going to sign someone with the MLE. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dwight's going anywhere. I've seen a whole lot of, oh, that means Dwight's gone. Yeah, no, that means Dwight's not starting probably. Yeah, he's coming off the bench. But he's going to be here, y'all. Like, And to be honest, we need – your two bigs can't be Christian Wood and Maxi Cleaver. You need insurance, yep. You need insurance. Like we have no idea what Christian Wood's gonna work out. We Maxie's old as shit. They're healthy. And Christian Wood is not. He played. I think what did he play? Sixty-eight games. He played yeah, sixty-eight yeah, games yeah. last year. Yeah, He's he, not the healthiest. Yeah. So you actually need. You need an eighty-two game player, 
like Dwight Powell with these dudes. I won't be shocked if Dwight Powell is here next year. Shit. Like Okay, I <laughs> All right. I, I mean obviously he'll be on a discount. So Yeah, I'm saying like if if, if Dwight, like Dwight off the bench for like 3 4 maybe 5 million dollars. Like we're at this phase of his career like he's going to be what 31 32 and nobody paying him that much money. Oh, he's not getting that yeah. much money at all. So like he might be here. He just won't be making 11. He might he's taking more than a half pay cut. So I'm saying all that to say I I just I don't I think the MLE and uh Dragic and maybe another vet minimum dude. I think that's it, man. I don't I think the bulk of the team is here. Mm-hmm, and, I think and, so too. Yep. And I'm fine with that. I think we I think if you just if we turn the back of the bench dudes into Christian Wood and then Goran Dragic finally shows up, I'm gonna keep it tall. Even if they blow the MLE, I think we a better team than last year. And when it comes to Tim, I do want to touch on that because I've seen people packing Tim's bags. I think they would like to pack Tim's bag. I think they tried to pack Tim's bag last year. But I don't think anybody's Tim has three years, right? And he has three more years of of, of it's not a, a massive contract, but he's gonna have to prove he's still a good NBA player before someone takes that money on. Like you could trade bad money for bad money, but if you're gonna trade bad money for bad money, why wouldn't you just keep the guy you know is a good dude? Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense, and you're right. He just needs if he comes out the first like month and a half, two months, like forty percent from three. I'm positive they could get him off by the exactly. deadline exactly. because his money is not that bad. Like it's exactly. declining, the cap is going up, and he's a shooter. Teams are always looking for more shooting. So if he could come out and like I said, if he just needs to shoot like forty, like okay, it doesn't have to be forty, but like that's what I'm saying. If he up up in that range, thirty-seven, thirty-seven. That's that's usually where it starts. Yeah, thirty-seven to like forty. Somebody will somebody will take him, given that his money's declining, the cap is going up while his money's declining, and he's a shooter in his prime. He's he's right right in the middle of his prime. So I think um. I'm not gonna lie. I think I I think we can get off Tim relatively um, easy. Yeah, yeah. If Tim easy. if Tim comes back and looks healthy, he's gonna he's going to have positive trade out. It, it ain't gonna be you ain't getting nothing great, but a mm-hmm. team will gladly 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 <laughs> give you something decent for him, right? You might get mm-hmm. a low uh, uh, top twenty protected draft pick if you just want to get them off the books. You might give them a team might just give you i don't think people are like yeah we're gonna trade 10 for a wing and it's just like okay listen to what you're saying three and d wings are next to superstars the most rare and valuable commodity in the nba right now right so why is a team giving you one for tim hardaway jr the only way a team is because tim hardaway has long-term money right mm-hmm. so uh, he Tim doesn't have value to a rebuilding team. He just doesn't. No, not rebuilding. No. Nope. Yeah, he doesn't even have value. He has value to a team that's trying to win. So why is a team that's trying to win giving you a three and D wing for Tim Hardaway Jr. Even if he's balling, that don't make sense, right? So you, I, I think Tim might get packed up, but I don't think Tim is getting packed up for 
like it's not gonna be a uh it's gonna be like a dude that wanted out or a team that was supposed to be good that all of a sudden stinks or a team where like that three and D wing is about to be on a is on an expiring contract and they like yeah I'm trying to get the fuck up out of here anyway mm-hmm. and they, that's that's the route I'm thinking yeah. we're gonna get a we need a disgruntled not disgruntled I don't like throwing that word around but get a guy that's like hey I'm not trying to commit to this team or I want to go here or I'd prefer to be there I think we're getting that kind of guy exactly that that's what's gonna happen with Tim I do believe I don't think. And I don't think that's happening this summer. Yeah, not this summer. That's what I'm saying. Everyone, um, like you, especially off season moves. Like when you look at the structure of your team, like their moves don't have like the off season doesn't have to be the end all be all. Obviously, you're not going into the season incomplete. Like you're trying to have a complete team in the season, but you can have an idea. Like okay. Where we might be a little active at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? Like some teams, like the way how their contracts or something is set up, you can have an idea. Like, yeah, the trade deadline will be busy. Or um, where your contract's set up, you could be like, hey, trade deadline, we don't really have money or people we're looking to move. So I just think um, where we will be one of those teams um, where we have buttons to press at the trade deadline. Not to say that we may press them or press all of them or even press any at all but um i think there's something there um but i mean at this point i like like i've said i've been saying for a while that i don't really care about um like regular season because it's all about the playoffs like especially just given that we just came from the western conference finals like nothing else is going to be more satisfying than making the finals and obviously winning a chip but it's, it's the long game not expecting that to happen next season but we could be close. And with that being said, I also don't mind us getting like a top two seed. This is very early to talk about all this. That's why I'm not going to get too into this because the shit, the draft hasn't even happened yet. Like we don't know what other teams are doing all that. So can't talk about seeding or anything like that. But I think we have the makings to be an elite regular season team this year because we got more talent for nothing. Um, just off rip. And we were a pretty good regular season team last year. Like when we started clicking, we were pretty damn good. We won at a um, what was it like a close to a sixty win pace, or was it a sixty win pace um when we hit the new year? I can't tell. I think it was close. I don't think we got to sixty yet, but it was like a close to a sixty win pace um when everyone was cool. And I think um this will be the season um and I keep saying Luca his second year he actually came into the season pretty in shape his second year I think we all for, were forgetting that he was so slim do we remember that second year Luca was actually yes. pretty lean yes yes <laughs> he yes. actually yes. came in the season like in he, he was he, pretty lean yeah he had burst he, he no had, one could stay in front of him I remember that no, that's fresh do you remember that I, November yeah, that I'm, November of his second year oh I'm my pretty, god I'm pretty sure correct me if I'm wrong it was Bron, him, Giannis. As far as those finish. were the top three. Yup, top three MVP. Well, no, I'm and, talking about as far as finishing at. Oh, finishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole season, I think. I think yeah. he was. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he it was, might. Yeah, have, it might have been. It might have been him and. Yeah, I don't remember, but. I think it was him and Giannis. I think he was actually better than LeBron that season. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not and that's when I was like, hey, those Bron comparisons, because you know, shaky three pointer, no mid range, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was what young Bron was. He was getting it done a totally different way. But that was kind of Bron's shot profile, shot diet. But anyway, yeah. continue. 
Yeah, but nobody like he. So he has done it before. It's just that the last two years, you know, we all know what happened. We don't have to get into all that. But I think this year, you know, with the summer, he's right now. He's already training for Eurobasket, all that, and he'll be playing. I mean, assuming they qualify, which we assume they would or they will. Um, the Eurobasket. I was informed that it's ending. It's pretty much ending like a week before training camp starts. So he'll be like you know playing i mean he'll his team might not go you know straight on until the last week i don't know the format so i'm not gonna make anything up <laughs> to anyone but he'll be playing close to when training camp starts is the point and he should be in shape he should be in shape and that will make a difference because the last two seasons his three-point shot granted his play all around has been you know terrible at the start of the season but his three-point shot is just so bad because he does not have legs and i watched the um the mavericks they released a highlight video of um like all his step backs and dunks for the season and it was in chronological order from the first game to the very last game and you could oh my god like please everyone watch that video if you want to see his weight transformation throughout the season he was so actually so heavy <laughs> like in the first like couple games and why right, i marked the game that he slimmed down i marked the game the game where he was like and and you could tell because that game he was acting different the game where you looked at him and he was like yup granted he slimmed down right when he came back from um that injury so that okc game he was a little heavy and then after that he really started to slim down but the game the first game against philly when he would dunked on drummond that game was the game where i was like where you could tell like he was really feeling good in his body and it makes a difference because he went nuts <laughs> after. That's the stretch where he was on fire. So with all that being said, Luca coming in in shape, um, us just having more talent in what a guy that will help during the regular season or offense should be disgusting. If if I mean we lost Igor, um, so we'll we'll have to see who they replace him with and what kid can cook up. But if they just simplify it. Like, if they just run a simple, you know, version of the offense, even that could be nasty. So, um, I think we should be a really good regular season team, especially if we add some more depth. Um, especially, and we're playing with house money. We haven't even really talked about Josh Green yet. He could really take, you know, developmental is not linear, so he could actually be bad <laughs> next season. He actually could re be really bad next season, but I'm expecting him to be better. And if he's better, man... We're playing with house money because that's just an extra wing that's just sitting in a roster, an athletic wing at that. Yeah, and and Josh Green, just for clarity's sake, he is six six. That's verified at the combine. He has mm -hmm. a six ten wingspan. Somebody told me, jumped in my mentions and told me he was small. And this was in reference to like Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is six six with like a seven one wingspan. No, I think Wiggins is at least six seven. Wiggins at least six seven. I think he's actually six six seven. Wiggins I, is six, I think he's on NBA. I, don't, I didn't pull up the combine. Because so Josh Green, I think Josh Green, Green is actually six five. Hold on, hold on. I think in he's six five. In, sho in shoes at the combine, in shoes he's six six. Well, right. actually, let me check this. Let me check this. Because when I, I thought Josh Green was six six two, but then I looked it up, it was actually six five, and I was like, okay. I think Barefoot is six five. Mm. Okay, I mean, I don't care about barefoot because he's not gonna be barefoot on the court. That's, so that go, was my point. And that's what I'll go with six six. I think Wiggins though is six. Yeah, eight, actually, well, <laughs> he, yeah, well six, he's eight. listed it. So, 
NBA.com. We will just go. Either way, we're talking about an inch. On the, yeah, that's an inch. He's six seven. That's one inch. One yes, inch. Yes. The point I'm trying to make is I've had people repeatedly, more than one person, tell me Josh Green can't be the wing, even if he develops because he's not big enough. And I'm just like, bro, what are we talking about? You know, like, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just I don't know, man. I feel like because people I don't he might not be a good basketball player, but like because of that, people are like undermining what he could be just because for whatever reasons it's kind of there's two players that i don't even like like that 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 people are weird with and it's josh green and dwight powell it's to the point to where anything can happen with the mavs good or bad and people going out their way to shit on dwight powell like it's just weird it's yeah that's that's why with the wood trade everyone's bringing up the what like oh we we went to the western conference with dwight powell start powell's playing like fucking seven minutes a game what are we talking like we went to the western conference finals yes but powell wasn't it wasn't like oh in spite of power like we weren't like you know he was not really playing whenever people would bring up like the starters and they would put his numbers in there. I'm like, that motherfucker's playing 10 minutes a game. Yeah, he's like, not playing. He's not playing starters minutes. It's di- that's a disingenuous statement. It's like when we went to, man, this is me being old. Oh, I, SJ, I revealed my actual age on that joint. I don't know if you heard or not. I did not hear, actually. I didn't hear yeah, that your part. Boy, yeah, your boy's 39, man. I finally told the public exactly how old I am. Anyway. Mm-hmm. In the, in the spirit of being an old nigga, dog. Uh, the 2006 finals team started Designer Jop and Adrian Griffin. Just because them dudes was in the starting lineup don't mean they were starters. We had two of them type dudes. So the mm-hmm. weird, the weirdness with Dwight Powell, he started a dude played 10 minutes. Like, just, just chill out, man. Just chill out. Y'all got to chill. Dwight Powell's not a good player, but... I think the white power, if he got cut by the mask tomorrow, he would still be in the NBA. He still would. Bro, play. he will be in the NBA. People are dragging. Wait, wait, wait. Not only would he be in the NBA, he would play every night wherever he went. He yeah. wouldn't play a lot, but he would play every night. And I just, it's just weird the way we talk about him. I hate giving this, as much as I say that about people being weird. I don't want to give the white power support during my pod but with that being said y'all kind of weird about him yeah i just think they over they overplay it it's like like i can't be mad or say someone's the reason we lost when they're playing 10 minutes you know what i mean and people you know go to well the fact that he couldn't play more minutes is part of the reason but it, it's not hey, just hey. him it's not just him hey, josh hey. green hey josh, wait, wait, think, wait 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 yeah. wait there's a player that literally caused a war on Mavs Twitter that has the same stats the last two times he's been on a playoff team. And I still want to do for regular season minutes. But Andre Drummond put up the white pile numbers in the playoffs this year. They got pretty much swept. They got swept. He was bad. That's what I'm saying. I watched that series. Drummond was bad for them. Drummond was bad for the Nets. He was also bad for the Lakers to the point to where I don't think he played the last the elimination game he didn't play yeah they they, they benched him they benched him that's what i'm I'm saying what are y'all talking about right now like what are we talking about and and let me be clear i will take andre drummond for the vet minimum but 
I think most of y'all, Andre Drummond is so much better than Dwight Powell. Mm. Like, put them in a playoff context. None of them is playing. So what are we talking about? If none of them is playing in the playoff. And that's the thing. People, like, we're talking about the playoffs. Like, yes, I'm bringing it up. But that's where you win the champ. Like, you don't win it in the regular season. You win it in the playoffs. So, yes, I will keep bringing up the playoffs and who can and cannot play in the playoffs because that matters. Yes, seeding matters for the playoffs, obviously. But regular season, especially the last couple years, it hasn't really been our our issue while yes i'd like to see us get a higher seed you know to increase our chances of you know you know consistently moving you know deeper into the playoffs it's still all about the playoffs it's still all about the playoffs we have 82 game guys we need to get more of the 16 game guys i would argue that josh green being unplayable was more detrimental than dwight powell being unplayable even though josh green is a young player like, you know, he had that pressure, but still, like, we could not find a wing worth a damn that could play, can, you know, no offense to Frank and what he did, but we could not fill that slot to relieve Bullock or, you know, what's his name? Oh, my God, Dorian. I cannot believe I blanked on Dorian's name just now. But, um, yeah, I just, but whatever, it's over. I, we don't need to dwell on that. Um, the point is, the Christian Wood trade, regardless of how I feel, it was a win for the regular season. And I think um, there are more moves to, moves to be made for us to keep um, keep adding to that. Because I want to see a, like, I don't want to say, you know, 60 wins is very ambitious. 60 wins is very hard to get. As we can see, only one team got to 60 wins this season. Um, so it's very hard to accomplish. But I want to see a season like that, you know, like a real dominant season from Luca. Like I said, regular season, it's not all that. But I would like to see it. You know, that's one thing his um not one thing but obviously a ring is important but his resume is also missing you know regular season dominance i would like to see an mvp season from luca or even if he doesn't win it like he's top like he's a top three candidate like he's a finalist like he's been in the top five these last couple of years that's cute <laughs> you know this is real cute but um i would like to see a finalist like an mvp finalist type season from luca and I want to see some more accolades on the team, too. Not just all Luka Luka. Like, I want to see, even if Brunson doesn't get, like, an all-star appearance, I want to see him in the conversation. Like, there's a, there's, a, a, there's a conversation about it. I have a high take. I actually, I think we get two all-stars next Me year. Me, too. Because I think, I think if we dominate, or not dominate, but I think if we're really good during the regular season, I, there's, like, because that's the thing, because Golden State, they got three. And granted, you can talk about the K-pop votes, whatever, whatever, but still, they largely got three because they were so dominant at that point when voting was going on. That's why they got three. And even the Suns, the Suns were so good, they got their two. Like, if we're a top two seed, and Luca's, you know... I don't even think it's going to be top two. I think if we get the top three... Top three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say top two because we were so close to three last season, and I really want to significant improvement but yeah you're right top three if we're like top top two top three and luca like luca's a lock like you could just lock him into the all-star games from here on out so he's a lock and if brunson is really like averaging 20 or even close to 20 he doesn't even really have to hit the 20 but if he's at like 19 ish 19 ish i think he could get in there yeah i mean what the hell was uh mike conley averaging when he was an injury replacement I think Mike Conley might have been at 18, 17. I don't think it was that much. I think it was like 17 and 5 or 17. I think it was 17. Yeah, it had to be. I think it was 17. Yeah, and I, I just, I think, like, 
here's the thing y'all know how you know how all-star voting wants is narrative based so brunson getting his shit off in the playoffs has put him on the radar mm-hmm. so and coaches already like brunson like all them old school coaches, all coaches, period. Like his pops a coach. So he gonna be running propaganda for him. And coaches like Jalen Brunson. And uh, how can I say this without sounding bad? The uh the certain demographics in the media, he's viewed as a winning player. So once you get that title, you just kind of use you, you like if it's between him and a dude they don't like, they're gonna pick him. And I think he just needs to get his stats up. He can't, what do you have, 16? And I think once he's a full-time starter, it was like 17 and a half. Mm-hmm. He got to get that to 19 or 20, and I think he's a starter. I, I want, let me not start. I think he's an all-star because I mean, mm-hmm. um, we can probably, we can probably get into this next week, but yeah, the spots where Brunson is bad at on the court, are actually the places on the court where short dudes that are as good as him usually are elite at. So if he just, if that's all he works on this summer is like pull up threes off the dribble threes. Cause if you watch the way they guard him, they go under the screen. They go under. Yeah. That's why, yeah. that's why it drives me crazy. Yeah. They keep going under and I'm like, Brunson pull, Brunson pull. That's why I kind of get upset when people be like, he's too short. I'm like, dog, for him to be as effective as he is close to the basket, it kind of sets on fire that he's too short argument. Like, because, like, he should, there's no way in hell he should be getting the shit off that he gets off at his height that close to the basket. Like, he should actually be, it should be the opposite way. He should be good at pull-up threes and bad at the basket if length and being short was the problem. So they go under the screen, so he's, at a disadvantage of still getting his shit off at the basket. But anyway, um, the Jalen Brunson improvement episode or what he get better at, that's going to be next week. Um, I I just think there's a lot there for him and Luca to where I don't think us setting the league on fire in the regular season next year is absurd at all. I like, I agree with you is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah, I think it could be an MVP. Like, I think Luca could get to 10 assists, um, especially given that, um, I mean, you know, people have pointed it out, and I've been watching it, like, his assists numbers, and granted, this is largely due to, one, we played heavy, heavy iso ball in the um, playoffs. <laughs> if you watched it, it was just heavy. It was like Brunson, Luca, Dinwiddie, Cook. Yeah, <laughs> Don't make something was, happen. It was the plays. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, look at the assist numbers and judge it too crazily. But his assist numbers have had been trending down, and he only average. He didn't. I don't even think he fully got to the seven. And you could round up, he got to the seven, but he was around six point like seven throughout the playoffs. And you know, he's usually closer to like ten. And granted, I don't care about the numbers as long as they're winning all that. Um, but I think he could get to ten next year. We're gonna have yeah, our shooters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's and no- I think Wood Wood is going to juice them assist numbers up <clears throat> because that's the thing. Like Dwight Powell could only catch lobs, so that that was the only thing that Luca was doing with him when he was there. Maxi, yes, Maxi could catch lobs, but he's not a rim threat. Maxi was a popper. That was the only time he would get his points. 
Luca, he 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 could pick and choose with Wood out there. It's like pick, and then Wood can get his um points too on a mismatch. So there's a lot you can do with Wood, and he's a play finisher. That's the thing. He's he's mainly a play finisher. Um, so you could do like I think he could get to um ten, or even if he doesn't hit the ten, it'll be like so close to ten. I don't think he'll lead the league in assists because I still think Chris Paul is an assist merchant, and he you know he hunts the assists. And to, to me, you kind of have to hunt. Like to to win honestly to win any title in the league you kind of have to hunt it you do have to hunt it. Hey, side, um, side note. Yeah. Um, I've been watching like bootleg second spectrum video on YouTube where they like show like second spectrum basically you can get clips of every scenario a player has. Mm. So, like, oh yeah, the possessions, right? Every, yeah, so every mm. assist a player has. Dog, the way the NBA scores assists is bullshit. Some of them ain't assists. It is, all. it is. It's yeah. so bad. Once you actually see it in video form, you're like, he got an assist for that? Because this man attacked the closeout and Euro stepped around two dudes and finished at the basket? What? Anyway, assist or bullshit is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's you know, the numbers, like I said, I don't really care. Too I know much that. The numbers, I know that. It, but... Well, the numbers are the same for everybody, mm-hmm. but they be juicing them boys up. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh yeah, but he can he can really get to ten, and you know, obviously, you know, the MP, MVP race is largely about numbers too. In addition to you know wins, and even then, the last couple seasons, it's not just wins, but it's just narrative behind you and all that. But coming off a Western Conference Finals appearance, you obviously getting better. You're leading your team to, you know, a higher seed that you've never been. You, you know, assuming you're a top three seed, you've never been that high, and you're dominating. <laughs> like your your numbers look great. I think you will have a, a fantastic case. You know, fantastic case. If, if so, we if we can get to, because let's be honest, the media have been waiting for a while to give Luke the MVP. Oh, they they've been, they're hurting they, for they it. Are, they are dying to give Luke the MVP. We just need the regular season success for him not to show up looking like a left tackle. Literally, because you build a case early, and that's what I've been trying to say. And I'm going to say, Isaac, if you're listening to this, Isaac, I'm going to do a quick victory lap on you because I remember vividly um, when the season started early in the season, and I said it was early in the season too, and you had a point. You largely had a point. I think it, we were like, maybe three weeks into the season, and I was saying that, yeah, these dudes that started slow, they're done for MVP consideration. I was like, Booker? Because Booker started slow. People mm-hmm. like to leave that out, but Booker started slow. I remember. So I was like, Booker, Luca, these guys, I was like, they're done for con- um, consideration, MVP consideration. And Isaac was like, I don't think so. I think you could still jump in. I was like, no, like, listen to me. You have to build your case early. If you're not in, like, if your name isn't in the early pool, like, you can make a late push, but you're, you're probably not going to win it with a late push. <laughs> I was like, you have to get your name established early and stay in the mix. That's how it usually works. And rightfully so, like, Luca went on a tier and he, you know, he barely was top five. <laughs> he barely was top five yeah. when he went on his, you know, tier. I mean, um, he went on a tear from I'm gonna say he was one of the best three players in basketball for longer than he was bad. And still, exactly, it still didn't crack the top five just because he started so poorly early. That's what I'm saying. So you have to get in there early, and people are watching for him now. How he's gonna start the season, especially given that people are looking looking at him starting slow as a pattern now. And I mean, four years in the NBA, you know, I don't count your rookie year. Um, so really three seasons and two seasons you show up out of shape, one season you come in shape. The bubble 
Okay, you came into the bubble in shape, so let's just say it's 2-2. You're 2-2 right now. <laughs> this is the tiebreaker to see if this is really a pattern with you or um, you just had, like, the reasons why you came out of shape. They were just really valid because, you know, a lot of people try to, and it's valid, you know, they're making excuses as to why he came out of shape. You know, the first time, you know, he was caught off guard with a season start. Second time, you know, Olympics, all that, he took some time off, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's not really much excuses. Like, you're playing your basketball. You're, you're playing. You're, you should be in shape. You should. You're, if you're playing basketball, you should be keeping your body, you know, in a state where you can play basketball. So he has no more times. Like, he really just has no, like, he has that shame. He has no, there's no excuse left for him um so i think he'll take and i think he'll um understand that not saying he should come out averaging 40 in 10 and 10 and scorching the earth like that'd be great but i'm not expecting that um especially given that there might be a um a slight acclimation period with christian wood even though i think he should fit in seem like if he buys in he should fit in super seamlessly he just has to understand he's not gonna get the ball a lot because that's the thing when i watch the highlights I'm watching stuff and I'm like, that looks great, but I'm like, you're not doing that here. <laughs> like, so when I was watching the panda cut, like he walking the ball up and ISOing at the top of the key, he's not doing that. Like he's not doing any of that. He's ISOing, he's taking long step back threes from the top of the key. He's not doing any of that. So I was like, that looked cute, but you're not doing that here. You're going to be setting screens, you're gonna be rolling, you're gonna be popping. And if you're going to be getting deep positioning, if you got a small on you to, to, to you know, get that um, pass, that's that's what you're going to really be doing here. Not the, and granted, like I said, him having the ability to do other things, that'd be great. Especially, you know, I'm assuming he'll run, obviously, minutes without Luka. He's not just going to play, you know, the entire game with Luka. So if you can put him in different spots in different lineups, it'll be fun. But all that like taper expectations he's not walking the ball up and hitting a step back three from the top of the key <laughs> for a position that's not gonna happen so, I, yeah. I i actually i don't even know if this is a hot take or not man I, I don't like you look at his shot volume even on a tanking team it was never that high no because he's a big that's what people don't like even his points like like you can say empty stuff like his points weren't even outrageous like he, yeah. he was at 19 is two seasons over um at houston 19 points isn't that crazy yeah, I mean, um, what, what i mean by that is i mm -hmm. think he's going to get his numbers in all i i don't think his shot diet is changing i think the acclimation period is going to be the same like all that shit he was doing off the bounce i've been reading Rockets fans say, wait till he isolates and looks off Luca. Yeah, he's like, never gonna do he's that. Never gonna <laughs> he's do never that, gonna bro. do that. He's never gonna do that. But it's just volume of shots. Oh, I hate saying this because I don't think this is 100% accurate. But with a big's case, I do think this is accurate. Like, dog, he's mm -hmm. gonna get shots and shit he's never got. And I think he's gonna be like, oh, this shit is so easy. I don't know if he's going to be this great locker room president, but I don't think we don't have no problems out of him on the offensive end at all. Oh, not at all. If he's going, because I was thinking while I was watching it, I, I wasn't going to tweet all my thoughts, especially given that I was, I was spamming the teal a lot when the trade happened. I was flipping back and forth trying to make you sense were, of it. You were, you were in shambles. and I, I was in shambles. <laughs> I was the, in shambles. The reason it was funny to me is because, dog, me, you, and Reese, we were in shambles when KP got traded. And... You were the only one in shambles on this one. I was like, dog, I sounded just like you when the KP trade happened. And then we got over it like 
two days later. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. I'll get over it. That's why people, like, one, I was never asking anyone to, like, be mad with me because why I didn't like it, yeah, part of it was basketball reasons, you know, given that I didn't know he would hold up in the playoffs. But most of it was I don't like him. <laughs> like, I just don't like him. So I understand, like, if you don't have any feelings towards him, you're going to love the trade. And the reason why I'm not – like I said, I'm not completely broken up is because we gave nothing. So all in all, I was going to get over it. I was always going to get over it. And now I'm trying to think of how how it will work. And now I'm trying to, and part of me getting over it is me not really thinking too hard about the playoffs right now. I'm like, you know what? Let's just take it one step at a time and think about a regular season. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. Think about a regular season and he is going to fit in so like like you said i like your point about you saying he'll he's probably like if he really buys in not even just buys in he could realize how easy shit could be playing with luca like just his skill set like you're setting it like if they're putting two on the ball with luca and he's setting the screen he slips so easily he like he's so fluid he, in his movements he, he is he can attack a closeout Legit. And he's going strong. And he goes he, strong. He is dunking on people. He's dunking. <laughs> like, not a, not a finesse layup. He is putting it on your head. And I like that. We and don't it, have a guy like that. That's yeah, why I like that. Yeah, like, That's why I, I like that. And it, man, we got a old buddy not showing up because he's already late. So I'm assuming he ain't showing up. So we can keep mm-hmm. this going as long. And yeah, we can get a people extra long episode. So, hey, man. What do you th- do? Am I crazy for thinking like he in the playoffs? I think he's playing next to another big. I think Maxi still might be out there. See, okay, so de- I've de- been de- depending on the matchup. I really like if we play Golden State. I don't think that that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, as good as Al Horford and Robert Woods were, that sh- they were still getting offensive rebounds, y'all. We can yeah. we can stop acting like it was the end of the world. Because that was happening to Dwight Powell. Because Kevin Looney was grabbing them fucking offensive boards against them two. Dudes. And Wiggins. Wiggins was having career highs. Yep. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was getting same thing. So it's like a... The, that's another reason why the Dwight Powell slander is nasty. When it was like, Dwight Powell's looking like... Uh, they had Kevin Looney looking like Shaq. Honestly, he didn't play enough for that to happen. And it wasn't his he, fault. He had one game where he scored 20 points. Keep in mind, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Stephen Adams, who are both good re- – well, Stephen Adams is a good – Yeah, it's not, not Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, he's still a big athletic dude, and they was playing them boys together, and he gave them 22 rebounds with, like, 10 offensive rebounds. So, y'all just – He's just cut, a great rebounder. He's cut, great. Cut, cut the shit. Anyway, moving on. I'm sorry. It's just – man, people was acting weird because Kevin Looney had a – he, get, he did it the whole – when he got on the court, he offensive rebounded against everybody. He did. Yeah, he's just a great rebounder. We just fell victim to it. But, I mean, with – um, even with that, I just – um, what were – wait, you were you about to ask a question? I don't want to cut you off. You yeah, yeah. What? We was talking about is Wood going to be next to Maxi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Because when I watched that, like, I, I know – I've always thought this, like, He's not a center to me. He's fuck more of a three four than a four five. I know that sounds crazy because he that his dribble package is not that strong. Like if he's trying to take dudes off the dribble, it's nuts. But as far as dudes on our roster, his handle is as strong as Dorian's. I'm sorry, it is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. But here's okay. So here's the thing. And I heard um, 
and this is what i asked x in the space because he was talking about weak side like you know rim protection and i'm like that's cute but you're assumed like we all assume he was brought in here to be our five so i'm like how is he weak side rim protecting if he's the five <laughs> like you know he's going to be in the center of all the action but um he brought up oh well maxi you know he could play next to maxi and you're thinking okay well maxi's your ideally you're off the bench big but 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 i can see the vision especially if if it's like you said against certain matchups um where uh let's say a Luca Brunson, Dorian, um, Maxi, and Wood lineup. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, I've, I don't mean to cut you off, yeah. but he's physically capable. There's enough tape of him moving his feet in space to where I think he can stay in front of perimeter players. Well, wings. Because, you know? yeah, because I'm thinking in that lineup, if if Maxi's the guy, if you're putting Maxi in the center of things, which I don't mind Maxi being a defensive anchor because he can do it. Um, he's strong enough to do it. And you have uh, um, him on the weak side, rim protecting. Like you said, he's he's mobile enough, so I would have to see how he do, does on like closeouts because that's the thing. He's not a great defender. He's really not. He's very poor, actually, <laughs> if you look at the tape. Oh, yeah. But in Houston, it was really bad in Houston. Really, really bad in Houston. However, the whole Houston team was bad. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's like when your entire team defense is bad, it, exa- it makes your um, individual defense seem even worse at times. Yeah. And, so and, with and that, and yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say like some of them plays where he was giving up bad defense. It's like he was actively trying. He was... It's like he made the right read. He was in place, but he's like, "I'm not about to eat this charge. I'm not about to eat this contact." And his teammates weren't helping him. Like yeah. that's even in the thread. Like people were tagging me in the thread, like just you know laughing and all that. Yeah. And I know y'all know what thread I'm talking about. The one with I think it's like 48 videos of him getting yeah. put on. Yeah. Um, and that even so, like his teammates, like you have to help each other with defense. No one wanted to help him. Like if 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 uh, who Eric Gordon especially, like he didn't give a damn. And he's a great defender. He did not give a damn on that end. Like, his man would blow by. He don't even care. He's <laughs> like, okay, blow by. Christian, you deal with, you know, whoever is blowing by me. And that's what it was. So, I think, um, while I don't think he's going to come here and be a, a stopper or an anchor, I still don't think that. But because he still, he still gets bodied by smaller guys. That's something yeah. that won't go away. Um, and I don't know about yeah, people that, like, yeah, he needs to add all these pounds of muscles. No. Fine, he's going to do that and come here and shoot 32% from <laughs> three and y'all going to be mad. Or, or <laughs> mess his knee up because he's carrying mm-hmm. weight. That is, like, you got to look his at... body the, not used to. He's 26, about to be 27. And you got to look at, like, his shoulders. The shoulders tells you how much weight a dude can put on and, like, their frame will support it. He doesn't have... He got them narrow Chet Holmgren shoulders. Dude, yeah, he he's he's not supposed to be big. He and him. That's why people. Uh, Hendo was in the space talking about man. Well, y'all wait. And let's see till Jason Kidd get him. Like he'll try. He'll be better here. But dog, dude, like wings are gonna any guard uh, bigs definitely, but uh, guards they'll be able to body him at the rim. There's physically that's not an effort thing. If he tries as hard as he's just not that strong. 
exactly that's what i'm saying but that's that's the point that's why i was like i don't think for that reason now that's why i'm worried about the playoffs but however um he should he should be better just on defense here he just should be better yeah, given I, the I fact agree. that we play better team defense and mm-hmm. if a team and we can help him out like or we can help him out on defense like that's the thing you have to help each other and kid had that great point like kid even said that in the playoffs when luca was having his issues they said luca we can help you but you have to help us you know you have to you know just play 10 seconds of good defense and then we have you we got your back so it, it'll i'm assuming it's gonna be the same thing like what will help you out but you also have to you know give the give us your you know best effort and all that so that's um going to always i'm going to be optimistic especially with the coaching staff because i feel like they've earned my like trust and my um you know good faith and benefit of the doubt that they can um get people to you know buy in and you know play to the scheme and that's the thing um brunson had a great um you know interview on duncan robinson's the was it the long shot pod um it was great and it, it's so funny how he was saying how they started clicking during the new year, be, largely because obviously they got used to the coaching schemes and stuff. But he said they had to teach the 10, gate, 10 day guys the schemes again. And that kind of refreshed everyone's memory. <laughs> and that, that kind of got everyone really used to the system. So I think, um, I think, you know, would I just, I don't think he'll have a hard time, um, you know, with the system, especially on defense. I think. Sweeney's being you know familiar with him from Detroit I think that that obviously probably played a part in you know them getting him and I think I mean obviously we can see Sweeney's a very in your ear kind of guy you know when he's coaching you know you see him on the sidelines he's yelling like he's the he's really getting into you so I think that can help Wood you know really um help him focus because like we're 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 close I don't think we're like I said, we're not championship favorites or anything, but I think free agents can look at Dallas, and not even just free agents, but guys on teams who were maybe looking for a fresh start and want to tell their agent, hey, here are my trade destinations. I think Dallas is a team, like given that Nico is showing you in free agency, I like that he's doing shit early. I think that's very underrated. He's not wasting time. Last year, he got his moves done in like the first two days. Like he got everything squared away. He he knew he who he wanted. Granted, his plan A's some of his plan A's failed, obviously, but he pivoted quickly. You remember quickly. we we found out Kyle Lowry won coming. It was the first. I think it was like one no, of the first news. It, it was before the party started. It was like the day of a day or two before. I think it was the day before, yeah, we got the yeah, news. Yeah. But, but, but with Donnie Nelson, he would have still been gaslighting people until the Woj bomb dropped. Yeah. And yeah, we knew early. Yeah, yeah, because I remember, yeah, you were right. Stein reported that um the Mavs were out of the race. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Mavs wanted one. And, and they pivoted. Mm-hmm, and got Bullock right away, right away. And that was great. And you see this year, it's like, yeah, we need a center. And it's funny because Nico, two days before the trade, Nico had an interview. I forgot where it was. Was it WTKA? Yeah, 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 it was local. I still ain't mm-hmm. watched that. I still ain't yeah, watched it. Yeah, I, I watched part of it. I didn't finish it. But um, yeah, he was talking. They were asking him what they needed to do. He was talking about, yeah, we need to get a center two days before. And the next, you know, two days after, he did his thing. Um, Because the draft's coming up. He didn't wait till the week of the draft to see. He said, listen, and it's funny because... Remember, they were like, we're not actively trying to trade the pick, but if something comes up, we'll do it. They were actively trying to trade the pick. <laughs> this is what this shows me. Like, the fact that they probably had this pack. I think even if we didn't get wood, this pick was gone one way or the other. I think this pick was going to be in another package 
one way or the other. So um, I like that he's making his moves early. It shows it shows initiative. People like Kid, you know. People like Kid. People like Dudley. You know. People like the staff. I think um, in Cuban, for what it's worth, he people like him as an owner. Um, you know, you hear players talk about him. Like, you know, obviously some players don't like him when he opens his mouth. Like the Westbrooks of the world are <laughs> probably not fans of him when he, you know, opens his mouth. But for the most part, you know, he's seen as that, you know, quote unquote, cool owner. Um, Texas, no state taxes. My whole point is we are attractive and we're actually attractive. We're not Donnie Nelson attractive. <laughs> when they used to peddle that BS that people would want to come here and play with Luke. No, we're actually attractive now, given that we made a big run. People saw that um, Luca can be great, but guys can be great next to Luca as well because Brunson had his, you know, breakout and he was so great. Dinwiddie, and that's the thing, people say Dinwiddie was great, even though he was so up and down, but he still gets the tag that he was great because he had a couple great games. So he gets the tag of him being. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Dinwiddie was here for 23 games. He had like 11 good games five, six, and games, and six pretty bad games. And people just totally blocked out the mid and the bad games out of their memory and was yeah. trying to say he was better than Jalen Brunson. That was so nasty. Oh, yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, that was nasty. It was so nasty. But, it is what, but the point is, I feel like people see what we're doing. You can yeah. easily see what we're doing. And we're, 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 and we're not a young team, but our guys are young enough where you can – you know, sell them on, hey, we're building something. These guys are getting better each year. We can get better and improve. Wood, especially if Wood comes out and starts killing out the gate. Like, I don't think he'll oh. average 20, but, like, in the seven games with James Harden that he played. Let's, uh, granted, James Harden was quitting, so he was, you know, he was passing the ball a lot more, all that. But Wood um, averaged 20. So let's say Wood starts the season at around 18 to 20. I think even just off that, there's going to be a lot of talk about Dallas coming to Dallas ooh, to ooh, revive ooh. your careers you, all that. It, 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 I, to further illustrate your point, you, you remember when Jason Kidd was flat out saying, my goal with this team is to win and get these guys paid. paid mm-hmm. He said it. Dog, if you a player and you hear one of the greatest all time saying that, and you look at Dorian Finney-Smith's bag. Got his at, bag. You look at the bag Jalen Brunson about to get. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not here, he's getting the bag. And you mm-hmm. look and you looking at that. I'm pretty sure, unless Christian Wood gets hurt, whether he's in Dallas or not, the bag is going to get secured next year. I think so too. Mm-hmm. And how much? How much more time you got? Because I want to make a point. I want to ask you a question, and it's going. It's going to run long. Listen, I got time. I got time. Listen, the okay. people haven't heard us in a while. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sure they okay. might appreciate this. So my point is, like, what Jason Kidd saying that is proof, so I think you're right. But I also want to ask, because we haven't got, we've kind of talked about what was going to happen, and I've been looking at, like, who's available for the MLE. Um, I, I'm just going to make a quick prediction. We're going to get somebody for the MLE that is like so much better than any fan thought. Torian Prince. I, I'm thinking I, it's going to be him. I, I don't. I think it's going to be TJ Warren. Oh, you think it's going to be TJ Warren? I think it's going to be TJ Warren. I really do. I think it's going to be somebody that we just, because I've been listening to like other pods, mm-hmm. your, your Hollinger and Duncan's, your Duncan, uh, Nate, um, 
Zach Lowe's. Everyone talks about TJ Warren as if he's just about to get this really big bag. And I'm just like, man, when has a dude that ain't played in two years just came and got a bag? Like that, I don't think, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to, uh, to like sign for the vet minimum or anything, but $6.3 million in Texas is comparable to like the MLE, like New York. Like it's still a couple million dollars difference after taxes, but he's made, I don't know. I, I could see him saying if Nico's mouthpiece is crisp enough, I think it, he, if it's not TJ Warren, it's going to be somebody TJ Warren's caliber. And we were like, how the fuck did we get him for $6 million? That's my prediction for this season for this what's about to happen um torian prince it might be him maybe we talk him in i don't know but i think that 6.3 million dollars here is going to go further than it did before does that make sense like we had mm -hmm. to overpay people under rick carlisle and donnie nelson they were not coming here if the money was the same full stop they just won and now that I think Jason Kidd and Nico is here and there's proof of players getting bags here, if they just come in, do what they're supposed to do and buy in, either Cuban to pay you or somebody else to pay you. I think some, uh, like, I, I really, really wanted Jalen Smith now that Christian Wood is here. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. But, I, but one of, uh, you like Mobamba. I think Mobamba would have came here because them second draft dudes, some dudes that was highly drafted, they've already made a couple dollars. So with them, like Mobamba, if he goes him or Jalen Smith, if they pick the wrong situation, if they just chase the money, if they go somewhere where they're not guaranteed to get minutes, where that team is going to play them like a role player, like 20 minutes a night or 15 minutes a night, they, they might be out the league or they, that, that small amount of money they get is the, they're just a backup for the rest of their careers. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, and that's my feeling with the the that taxpayer too. I I think TJ will be nice, but I think um, I think he granted he would def I think he he'll definitely be on a prove it deal next year wherever he goes. But I think he he'll definitely try to prioritize a place where he will like play. And obviously he'll play on the Mavs, but it's 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 up in the air, you know, because we do have guys, especially if he's not playing well enough, we do have guys that can play over him. Yeah, so he, I think, he's not guaranteed to get the shots in the minutes. No matter yeah, what. or start. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know about him, but I do agree on your um like wave of thinking. I do think we're going to get someone for that six mil that is going to take a discount, like a discount to come play. And I'm, I was just thinking Torin Prince because he's one of the better wings in the market. Um, so he can definitely get somebody's full MLE if it's that serious. Um, I don't think he's, I don't want to say he's, I don't want to say I don't think he's worth that because he can shoot. He's not like a elite shooter or anything like that, but he can knock down open shots. He can defend. And that's it. Like, he's really like, that's really good. he's a three and D guy, but he can, he's a bigger three and D guy. Like he's, he's more of a three, four um, than like a two, three. So, um, and we need a more, we need a three, four. We need more, a bigger wing. Um, Cause you know, like I said, Josh Green, he's on the roster, but Josh Green is a two, three wing. He's a two, two, three wing. Whereas can play small ball four, but like I said, that's small ball four. We need a guy that can legit do three or four. And Torin Prince is really a four um, in today's game. So he's really a four and he'd be great. So I think, um, 
I think. But then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, he's a contender type of player. No rebuilding team is about to go sign Torian Prince because why are you doing that? <laughs> you know, he's he's 28. Um, he's he's in win now mode. You, you know, like Detroit. What is Detroit doing with Torian Prince? So I'm not looking at those teams for him. I'm thinking about the contenders, those MLE teams. So really MLE. Um, or the full MLE, I should say, the non-taxpayer one. So, like, the Lakers, they got minimums. They, they're they not in the running. <laughs> you know, th- that's dead. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know what the Clippers situation is, but they got a million nah, they, they, they got That's what I'm saying. saying. They're not hurting for him. Who else? Golden State could be somewhere, but they're not hurting, for like especially if they're banking on um, development from their other guys. Golden State's not about to pay for Torian Prince. Um, who else? Looking out east, Boston, maybe, but they're not. I don't they, think. I think they would rather resign Grant Williams. I mean, they could. Time. What happened? No, I was gonna say. Um, I, I don't think. I, like, yeah, like you said, I think they'll go with Grant Williams. Yeah, I think they'll just resign Grant Williams. Um, yeah. If that's the case, can, like, and I'm thinking contenders, so that's why I'm just talking about the top teams. The Heat, I mean, the Heat could, but the Heat are just so wild. Like, they're just such a wild card. I don't know what they'll ever do. If, if the Heat just run it back, or if the Heat got Donovan Mitchell or Brad Bill, like, they just do, nothing will shock me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's that's what I'm saying. My point is, these contenders, I think, I think they're all in the same boat. I think we're in the same boat with them. We're in the contender pool. Like, if you're, like, talking about contenders, like, any, like that's I made a tweet about it. And I'm so excited about it. Like, it, it's exciting because last season, if you said the Mavs were a contender, you'd have been laughed at, rightfully so. We weren't contenders yet. And now, while we're not, like, the cream of the crop contenders, we're still in that pool. And you can flex that, you know, in free agency meetings and in these meetings, like, when you're talking about contenders, like, you know, Torrin Prince, like I said, he can be a contender for the full MLE, but if if that's not his market, if, if no one is really willing to give him that, if people have other, you know, options, hey, Torian Prince, come take $6 million to play a role on Doss, because he'll get minutes here um, off the bench. He'll play. He'll definitely play. So it's like, hey, come, you know, I don't know how long his contract will be. I'm not going to try to predict all that, but it's like, hey, come play and Come try to help us take us to the next level. Yeah, I think I think we need to start looking at um, guys who've played with Dudley, guys mm-hmm. who played for Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the thing. If you look closely, all our moves have been kind of relationship moves. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Pretty much all of them. Every guys, single one of them. Dating back to last offseason. Guys who've played with, um, played for Sean Sweeney. Go guys look who played for, for Kidd. Yep. Look for all the dudes who fall under that tree and them is the boys that's going to come and show up. And mm-hmm. that's where I, and I think you're going to find one of them. I, I hate to admit this. This is embarrassing. I am a man that's almost 40 years old, but I show search for Jason Kidd uh, tweets under TJ Warren's joint. He don't really tweet like that. And I couldn't find anything because I can't find out when he, where they cross paths. But I was looking for Jared Dudley too. And I, I don't think they cross paths, but. Oh yeah. No. Um, I think those are the type of moves we're going to end up getting. I think those mm-hmm. are moves that's going to type of happen. I think, to me, the point I'm trying to make with all this, why I was like, fuck them picks when it came to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, like if Brooke Lopez doesn't show up to Milwaukee, I think he showed up in 2018. 
Mm-hmm. That 18, 19 season. Yeah, that was his first season there. Okay. If he doesn't show up for $4 million that all season, I think the whole Giannis, I don't know if Giannis is still in Milwaukee. Like, if they just went and got a bum, if they didn't get him the ability for him to, like, stretch the floor while also being a big and protect the, protect the paint, it's a very unique skill set. And if they don't have that, I don't know if the Giannis error in, De- in Detroit, in Milwaukee, uh, plays out the way it does. And that that those are the little moves. If they don't get Bobby Portis for whatever bullshit they got him for uh, last, well, that was two summers ago now. Like, mm-hmm. I, they don't win the championship. They needed him. Like, they needed him. And yeah. those are the moves with our current situation that I think is going to get us to the next spot. Uh, I still, we still got the Drew Holiday trade in the tuck, but you got to make the Brooke Lopez move. Trades first, yep. Yeah, before you get to the point. You got to, because of our, just, just like Milwaukee, they hadn't rostered a damn first round pick since 2018. And the two first round, like I think they're John Horse is a GM. He's been on the job since 2017. The only two first round picks he's ever made while he's been on the job is DJ fucking Wilson and Dante mm-hmm. DiVincenzo. And neither one of them did shit. So don't tell me you need the draft to be good once you already have your guy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And the Drew Holiday trade, like for us, is likely going to include Brunson. You know what I mean? And that's not going to be immediate. Like, you know what? You know what? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Spencer. I think it's going to be Spencer. Really? I think it's because you got to think about it. What did they trade? Look at the Drew Holiday trade. It was Eric fucking Bledsoe. Oh, you're right. I forgot he was the like main quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was pick heavy. But that's the thing. We don't. Or the thing is, I don't think it's going to be immediate especially given that we don't have um i know it's re- I, I think draft night a lot of our picks open up but uh, we need to have to, to further illustrate that when they made the drew holiday trade they owed their first round pick to another team for when they traded for eric Bledsoe. so they didn't trade they were literally in the same situation we will be in the season when they made the drew holiday trade Hmm. But then, see, but that's the thing. We need to, which is why this stage, this offseason is so important, even if we're not, like, winning a chip next year. We have to stay in the mix. Yeah, to, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, because Milwaukee was able to put themselves in a position because, one, Drew signed off on that trade, obviously. One, I mean, granted, the Pelicans were trying to trade him east anyway. They didn't really want to trade him west. That was the whole mm-hmm. reporting. And two, he signed off on there anyway. Like they were trying to do him a favor, obviously trying to put him in a place of contention. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks had to be in the mix, like keep being in the mix. So we have to keep being in the mix so that when opportunities open up for these, because I, I don't want to say disgruntled, because Drew Holiday wasn't disgruntled, but um, a situation where a team has to go in like an obvious rebuild or something, and they have to trade their guys, one of their guys, or a couple of their guys we have to stay in the mix that's why i'm telling people like we can't necessarily just take a step back like i don't agree with that like yes sometimes you could take a step back to move forward but not in this i don't think so in this situation i can't agree with that in this situation we have to stay in the mix so that guys can want to come here and help us out to you know take that next step right right Um, and and i don't think the drew holiday trade is coming this summer because oh yeah not at all no no, i think they're gonna 
honestly, I think the front office is going to want to see, okay, does Brunson level up a little bit? Does Christian, because we got to pay Christian Wood too, right? So mm -hmm. if he does work out, shit, what if we win a chance? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the Drew Holiday trade was prompted by basically Eric Bledsoe not being playable in the playoffs. Um, and then they, did they go on the second round or they went out of the Eastern Conference Finals? I think, no, that was the year after, no, Bledsoe left. I said they went out in the second round. That was after the the bubble, right? Am I, yeah, that was the bubble. Yeah, right after the bubble. The bubble. They, right when the they bubble. got spanked up by Miami. Exactly. So that, like, if we, I almost hate to say it, if we, if Christian Wood levels up and Brunson levels up and Lucas in shape, fuck, the Drew Holiday trade may never happen, honestly. Like, it, that just might not be a thing, but... I think the the front office, and understandably so, before they cash in all the chips, because the Drew Holiday trade, whatever comes, whatever that player is, that's it. While Luca is here, there is no more big moves. There is no more like that's your team. The whoever you get back, that's it's Luca. If Jalen ain't a part of that, so it's probably Luca, the Drew Holiday package guy, and Jalen Brunson. And that's who you got. And if that shit don't win, Luca may not be here moving forward. So uh, the team is going to want to see what Christian Wood and Jalen and the rest of these dudes do before they cash that in. So that's a next summer conversation if we look back. But if shit, what if we go back to the West? What if we go to the finals? I don't know if that trade's ever coming. Yeah, but at that point, um, it's it's like I'm. I mean, I like. I don't want to say I like because there's not a right or wrong, especially with building. But um, I mean, I think for the way we're trending, we have to set ourselves up like you were saying. We have to do those little moves, so those book Lopez's like type of moves, yeah. To you know, to put ourselves in a position because, like you said, even if the Drew Holiday like type tree doesn't happen, we're still in good positioning. We're still in good positioning. Yeah, and like I hate to say it. I don't want to gas up the Christian Wood trade. I'm not as excited about as excited as other people. But I'm I mean, to me, that has that has like, bro, you look at what we gave up for what we got. I'm sorry, that that is along the lines of the Brook. It's not a free agent signing, but th that's along those lines. You gave up bums. Nothing. Wanna... They weren't playing, bro. Like you <laughs> give up people that did not play. <laughs> 26 to see if a really talented player fits and if it didn't work oh well oh well shit yeah. sign, you can be you can like it's it just and then i look at it like let's say christian wood balls out i'm comfortable paying him like 20 million dollars a year i am no if it's if it's last, I saw the max. I'd give him that max, that post six months max, where his final year goes up to nineteen. So he's really around. I think it's like seventeen ish mil. I could do that. I'm not paying Christian with no damn. That's where I crossed the line. I could be. I'm sorry. I could be okay with the trade off. I'm not paying Christian with twenty million dollars a year. Are you kidding me? No. If no. he if he balls out at his age with his productivity, I hope he's good enough to where we having this conversation. I actually owe X like hundred dollars or something like that i owe him something because i didn't think brunson and dorian combined would get as much money as they about to get mm. but in my mind i'm like if they get the money i'm if i lose this bet that's because the team won and that's yeah, that's, and yeah that's, that's, and that's, and that's, and that's exactly what happened so it's like 
I'm going to disagree with you because if I'm wrong, that means Christian Wood pulled some pulls. I mean, I mean, he basically was the best version of himself for my team. So listen, we'll we'll just have to see. I'm just like I said, right now I'm just focused on how fun the regular season can be because like even um they they just can do a lot of things and I hope they can because I feel like um I feel like at times the maps can leave, especially offensively, they could leave some meat on the bones. Like there's a lot of things you could do. There's a like yes, we're we're pigeonholed with certain things, but there's also certain things we could do. And you saw it a little bit, like especially in that Sun series. I always I keep bringing up that Sun series, but it was so it was such a great coaching job. Like the first, that's why I was telling people like stop getting caught up in the narratives and try to actually watch the game and see what's happening. Um, because if you look at it, the first two games, the Mavericks were so um, predictable offensively with what they wanted to do, and they started to switch stuff up, and that, it, it, it you know, it worked. So I think, um, I mean, I think at this point, if you have someone so dynamic or more, if you are getting more players that are, you know, more versatile, you can um, you can do more things. Like, I'm thinking, like, you know, that, that set, oh, I forgot what it's called. I keep forgetting, and I I think it's a Chicago set. Um, that Chicago set that they run um, with Powell, you know, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. That Chicago set um, that they run, and you know, Powell pretty much that that could be that's a set play. It usually, almost always ends with Luca, you know, getting the ball and him making decisions. And uh, imagine Christian Wood running that play. You know, it doesn't always that play doesn't always have to end with Luca getting the ball. He could. He could attack like he could fake that dribble handoff and go right to the basket. Powell can't do that. Like Powell can't really do that. That's not his game. But Christian Wood can. He could use a lot more dribble handoffs with him. Brunson will probably have good chemistry with him too because you know I feel like Brunson and Powell's chemistry could have been better, especially given how long they've played together. Like they're they're okay, but I wish it was a bit better. But I think Christian Wood, especially with like a like a like Spencer and Powell, couldn't like their chemistry. Oh my god, was it, was, it, was, it was disastrous. <laughs> it was because Spencer's not a um lob guy, hmm. you know. Um, but with like I said, Christian Wood, he can do like he can do the both, like both the um rim running, um popping. So he'll work better with our guards, given that he's more flexible in that. And um, like I said, he he can get that's one thing. Powell, like, even if he had a mismatch, like, he just, if, because, okay, so when Powell has a mismatch in the post, that usually means Luca has his, the big, so Luca's cooking that mismatch all the time, all the time, it's not really, um, it's not really much variety in our mismatches, like, usually when we get a mismatch, it's usually the guard and the big, but with Wood now, if Wood gets a mismatch, he'll immediately try to get in position to maybe get an entry pass to score. You know, Powell's just hanging around in a dunker spot. Um, same thing with Maxi. But now we have more, um, we just have more options. So I'm excited to see what the regular season looks like. Um, and I'm excited to see what moves you can make. Because that's the thing. Um, we're talking about our moves, but we need to see what everyone else is doing. Because <laughs> every, like, that's a part of it too. Like, yeah, we can talk about two-seed or whatever, whatever. But the fucking, um, what, what team? Um trying to think of a random team the nuggets can do something crazy like I, that's just a random team it's a random team don't think too hard about it but let's just say the nuggets do something crazy and it's like damn like they're you know they're even more you know op or something but um so i'm excited to see what people do that that little bit of info that you had 
we all see how that plays oh, out. Oh, yeah. That's not, I don't, that, mm -mm. Yeah, if they, that was the only thing that could happen where I'd be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, yeah, we, we need to go ahead and push our timeline back a year or two because we, we ain't got no answers for that. But if that don't, I don't even see, I can't even see who could really, who got the assets to really do something to like just make it wreck the league. Low key, the only team that really, in my opinion, that was already good that had the assets to do it just fucking won the championship. Oh. I mean the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies they, they stopped getting cute with all the because one of the Grizzlies no because one of the Grizzlies issues even though it worked well for them in the regular season it was why they were so good in the playoffs they had too much depth. I'm sorry, too much depth is also a thing. I believe they, they, they were. One, they have one dude that can dribble. Yeah, and exactly. There, if you look at their box scores, I saw um because I got a couple Grizzly mutuals and one of them posted um or retweet or something it was like um against the words and that semis it was the game i forgot which game it was maybe game two or something i don't fucking remember but um they lost by one point and they posted the box score and like desmond bain only played like 32 minutes i think jerry jackson only played like 30 granted he always fouls but he was only in 30 minutes my point is the main guys were, were only in like 30 minutes like mid 30s like especially when you're deep that deep into the playoffs but you you can't just bench you know what i mean you can't just like Jen jenkins keeps a deep bench and deep into the playoffs you can be playing those guys and that that matters like you can be too like it's like the clippers why well, i feel like the clippers are gonna have a lot of moves to make too yes they have a great team but they're too deep they're they, you got too many guys need too many minutes you saw what happened in washington washington had a lot of great role players and it could not mesh because Everyone needed minutes, and it's a thing. Hey, hey, Guys hey, are looking I, out for their minutes. I got a hot take. I don't even know if it's a hot take. I think that shit only matters when the bag is on the line. And that's why I don't, like, you're right. Bags on the line in, in Memphis, though. Bags on the line in Memphis. Well, no, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. You're right about Memphis, but I don't think, like, in, out in LA, they just pay every fucking body. So people are like, oh, this is like college. I'm getting a check in. I ain't got to play all the business. <laughs> but continue, please. But yeah, so yeah, the point is, um, I, I just, I think um, the Grizzlies can maybe do something. Um, that's if they want to. Like I said, they don't have to necessarily rush their um, timeline, given that their stars are so young, too. So they're, they're not in, like, a particular rush. But I think, you know, the time... Is going to come where they have to cash in some of these, you know, good bench pieces for the guy. Um, but we'll see. But like I said, I'm I'm excited for the draft. See what people are gonna do, especially next week. We should see more. I think, I think, cause what the last couple seasons, I, actually last season, I was gonna say I, I answered my own question. I was gonna say, have we seen much movement in the lottery? I, I forgot the Grizzlies and the Pelicans made a trade. Last, yeah, last. yeah. Well, you remember, uh, shit. Was it the year Zion they got Zion, or the year after they got Zion? Oh yeah, the year they got Zion, they traded. It was the AD trade. Well, no, no. So they they traded. They traded their pick and took Jackson Hayes, and they were like fourth or fifth, weren't they? Yeah, they traded with Atlanta. They traded yeah, with Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. For DeAndre, yeah. yeah, they had the Lakers pick. That's what, Yeah, it was the AD trade. They had an extra yeah, pick. Because the Lakers pick, did the Lakers pick get Zion, or would the Lakers pick the fifth pick, the one they went no, to? No, the Pelican, no, the Lakers pick was the fourth pick that they okay, took. Okay, okay, okay. To get Hunter, right, right, or the, right. yeah, to get Hunter. 
Yeah, and but what I'm saying, I think we're gonna see more of that. Yeah, that's what that, that's why that that was my point. I was like the yeah, I was I think we're gonna see a bit more like trades like that. Maybe draft night itself, but definitely in the coming week. Like the Kings, I don't think the Kings picking for it. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. I no. that's probably a hot take. I don't think they no, think no. they're trading that. Did you did that's that I want this either Stein or somebody legit was like, Yeah, bro, folks want Jaden Ivy and the Kings don't want them. So they mm-hmm. they taking calls and I think that's smart. That's actually yeah. I hate to say it. I don't who's the Kings GM now? Monty McNair. Whoever that dude is, that's smart. Me hearing that tells me okay. That's, that's because let me tell you the T. So I've been I've been looking up on it. So the T there is Ivy don't want to be drafted by Sacramento. Ivy don't want to go there. Um and for good reason. For good reason. I don't blame him whatsoever. Um to me, especially these some of these prospects, don't let these orgs ruin you, especially you seeing a track record like like the Kings. I don't feel bad for them. Granted, like you had a guy, granted they had to do what they had to do. So I'm not even arguing about that Halliburton trade anymore. But you see businesses are businesses, so I can't get mad at prospects for looking out for themselves because, um, what's his name, Tyrese, was adamant about him wanting to be in Sacramento. He kind of, in the draft, not forced his way to Sacramento, but Sacramento was one of the places he wanted to go. He wanted to help them out, and they traded him, like, just like that. So you can't, you got to look out for yourself. Exactly. So that's the T that he doesn't want to be there, and... Um, McNair wants Ivy, um, or it's unclear what he wants to do, but the owner and the coach, so Mike Brown, the new coach, and the owner want Keegan Murray. Mm. So that's the that's the issue, and the Ooh, fact and the, and Keegan Murray. Let, if you let Jaden Ivy go to Detroit, exactly. But that's the thing. But this is a part of the T. They don't want that to like they they know Ivy's the better like overall is a better prospect, even though they um prefer Keegan Murray. They understand that people are expecting Ivy to go forth, which is why they're looking, they're taking the calls. Say, hey, if you want, like, you know, if you want to trade up for him, go right ahead because we have a guy that, like, if they're picking anyway, like, let's say they don't trade the pick for, like, a vet or something, like, let's say they're just trading down, um, they can trade down to five. I think, I don't think Keegan Murray's going past six, if anything. Because I know Shaden Sharp is the wild card in there. He can go as high as like five um but he can also drop as low as like 11 <laughs> um so i know he's the wild card in there but i th- i don't think the kings are picking four if i don't know what they do with it but they're not picking fourth um it's interesting i don't know who's gonna jump up though if they really want ivy because detroit oh ivy would be nasty in detroit but um by what i'm reading Indiana wants Ivy bad, and Ivy wants Indiana bad. So where where he so oh, they because he's from he's from Indiana. His mom um played for the Fever, Indiana Fever in the WNBA. So, they, they just, so he grew up like in Indiana. Chris, he said he would oh, like it. Chris Duarte. Oh, you know what though? They just traded with the Kings. It's hard. It's hard. They gave yeah. away what they could have. You know what I mean? If they knew, like they gave away like the packages that they sent and all that. Like I mean, excluding Halliburton. I'm not, but, like, I'm not gonna hold you. You you said shit. Yeah, because you can't send Chris Duarte. You can't. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think it's the pace. I think they are, they missed their window I, to uh, trade with them. Well, I mean, you could do it again. You don't. Like, it could be some type of three way. I take Chris Duarte in Detroit too. I think that worked. You you know you can do some type of three way situation where you know uh, four goes to Indiana and then I guess 
Hell, the Kings, you can even let the Kings get Keegan Murray. You take Quiz Duarte and whoever you want at six. I don't think that's a bad trade. Should you take Miles Turner? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. They would have to work it out, but I don't think, I think, and the Blazers, they're not jumping up. They're trying to trade their pick. <laughs> they're trying to trade their pick. Well, did you, uh, uh-huh. the, room, the rumor I saw was that, uh, I think, go from, they give up seven. And then they take Oklahoma City's twelve. And yeah, I saw that too. What do you think about that? I mean, it's cool, but the Blazers are so devoid of talent right now, where it's like it's to the point where yes, you need to get more talent, but it's like this talent is not moving any needle because you don't have anybody. <laughs> if you look at their roster, what is it? It's gonna be Dame. They're gonna be have Anthony Simons and Nurkic. That's like the bones of their roster. And uh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart. Oh, Josh Hart. I forgot about Josh Hart. And Josh Hart. Come on. You saying, and Josh Hart. Like, <laughs> like he was a bunch of people. He, right. he was but come average on, 30 for like five days. Okay. But the point is, my point is that it's not a roster that I'm losing sleep about. Like, losing sleep over. Not at all. And they're so devoid of talent where it's like, yeah, sure, you can get Lou Dort, but Lou Dort, Josh Hart, Nurkic, Anthony Simons, and Dame. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And plus, I'm sure they're not like a Dame. Like, you just moved on from a Dame and CJ backcourt to do a Dame and Anthony Simons backcourt. Are you I kidding know, me? <laughs> like, are you kidding I me? Know. Like, their their situation is just so sad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it's so sad. You know, we, we be talking about, like, uh, I really hate when the Dame CJ backcourt gets compared to Luca and Brunson because it's like, Bro, I think deadass, I think Jalen is already a better defensive player than Dame and CJ ever has been. Like those I don't two, think that's a hot take. I, I like right now, I I actually don't think Jalen's as bad of a defender as the fan base thinks he is. He's not good. He's like a neutral. He's just not good. He's not bad. He's just neutral right now. Yeah, he's just too small. That's what it comes down to at at some points. He's just either dudes are just shooting over him or, you know, bodying him in the paint, like bigger dudes especially. But he's strong for his size. Like, it's not like like if he's trying, like I've seen the efforts and plays for him. He's pretty, like, strong. But Yeah, well, what I say is, like, Jalen stays in front of his man. He did off the bounce. And then he's strong enough to where it's, you're going to be able to shoot over him, but he's at least providing some resistance. Trey Young be getting beat off the bounce. Any if he is staying in front of you, he's so frail that it ain't really gonna work out for him. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like, like they're both small dudes, but it's a different type of small. Um, man, I totally forgot what we was talking about. We was not talking about Jalen Brunson. Oh, Damon CJ. Yeah, yeah. Like what Portland does, I, I don't really know what they do. I think that, like, real talk. If Dame is still there after the trade deadline, I'll be surprised. And if he's still there by opening night of 2023, mm-hmm. I'll be stunned. Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely, like, by next offseason, he's he's on a new team. 100%. Yeah. And I guess we can – I'll just say this. I don't. I think Zach Levine's going to re-sign in Chicago. I think Bradley oh, yeah. is going to re-sign in Chicago. Oh, I don't yeah. think either one of them dudes is playing for either of those teams by opening night 2023. I actually think I made this prediction um, two years ago. I thought 
Pascal Siakam was gonna be our Drew Holiday trade. Well, that fucking ship sailed. We we got a root for the Raptors' downfall for that to happen, and that Scotty Barnes is a damn revelation. So that's over with. That's over with. That yeah, I'm thinking about OG Loki. I'm like, can we send them? Like, I hope OG gets this rental enough. I, I I don't know how accurate the reports are, but reports are starting to really come out about him being disgruntled. I hope he gets disgruntled enough where Toronto has no choice. Not to accept like a shitty package because he still has years under his contract. Uh, man, when, accept- man, uh, Masai ain't took a shitty package. His Career. That's what I'm saying. That's not gonna happen. That's Damn, not gonna happen. You're gonna give him full value. But we can get away with um like I said, destination um like requests. Granted, if he's that disgruntled, I don't know if they're gonna wanna work with him, you know, like too hard. But I'm I'm just looking out for like people are talking about distressed assets, all that. It doesn't have to be a distressed asset. Like we, we could have a seat at the table and in terms of people looking to us to um, you know, get here. I think Zach Levine might show up. I really do. I think Zach Levine. I do think Jalen Brunson is going to be the pack up for that. Oh yeah. Um, because I don't think you could go Jalen, Zach, Luca. No, you can't. You can't. He has to. And, and, like, he, and he has sense. to go. He's from Illinois, or not from Illinois, but like. Well, he's, no, he played. He yeah, won. He the, played there, so yeah. He won the uh, Illinois State Championship. He he lived mm-hmm. there for a long time. So yeah, high school, right? high school yeah so that that just makes sense man that just makes sense and i i love Jalen, but i i i need to see zach knee hold up because <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah. st- I'm a little worried about that bro this man that had surgery on his knee as soon as the season was over like three out of the two of the last three off seasons you know i know he's young and he got bounced but that worries me. And I also think like where knee problems show up is not offense. That might be why you don't play defense. Yeah. Well, I mean we'll we'll see. We'll I'm I'm just um excited for what we can do, especially given that Nico's looking to looking to be like an a, aggressive GM mm. in the sense that he's not a like he's not afraid to shake things up and like he clearly has like a a vision of what he wants. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to, um, like, he likes shooting. You know what I mean? It's it's clear he's, like, he likes shooting defense. He's trying to fit a team that, you know, Jason Kidd likes, and they're working together on these things. And, I mean, these things matter, you know? Um, I said relationships in the league. It, we didn't realize, like, I mean, granted, we've been saying these things matter, but now we can really see how much they matter, given that you look at her moves and like we've said like most of her moves are tied to the fact that you know the guy probably had a prior relationship with someone on the team like that wasn't happening back then that's why we had to pay either overpay for dudes or pay full price for dudes we like we we, we didn't really have people coming on discounts here Never. um and now we except, have the except, except for tim kind of sort of and i don't I don't think that really counts. I don't think that was a discount like that. I don't think. Granted, yes, the Pelicans were gonna pay him more, but it was like you're already comfortable here. That was, I think, that was a bit. That was our own guy. That was our own guy. And and once you start doing the math, like with taxes and everything, it's about to. It was about the same. Exactly. But it wasn't a discount. We was making it out to be. Exactly. So to get those guys to come on discounts, there has to be something attractive. Um, like you said, we were talking about Bobby Portis, all that. Bobby Portis took the discount because, hey, I see a team with one of the best players in the world 
that have been in the mix in the East, you know, most of this time, and they could probably win, you know, and he did that. Here, you can take a discount. Like, we're not, we weren't at the level that the Bucks were at, I would say, but they have likable, a likable coach, you know, like Rick was not getting anybody here. They have a likable coach. They have a GM that knows people in the league that are familiar with a lot of people in the league. Um, and they have, you know, assistant coach, like they have a cool atmosphere. So guys see that and they say, Hey, yes, I can take a discount to go play there. Nobody was taking a discount to come play for Rick Carlisle. You have to play, you have to pay full price for that or overpay for that. So we're just all around in a better position with Nico. And I think, um, for right now, seeing that the deals that he's done so far, granted, the Christian would one, the deal's not even complete yet till draft night. And two, um, we have to see it on the court to really accurately grade it. But even without seeing seeing it on the court, like the, just the package we gave up. I think Nico is, um, in terms of trades, I would say he's two for two. Because even if Porzingis trade, like I know Porzingis is going to come in next season and be killing it. And I, I don't know if people will care at that point. But I see it. There's shots are going to be there for him on the team. It's the East. He's going to be, Grant, they're not going to be winning. I don't see them at the top of the East or nothing, but he's going to put up numbers. You sure them shots going to be there for him? When Brad, Bill, gonna... when, when Brad Bill come back, and for some strange reason, the front office and coaching staff loves Kyle Kuzma, and he's in a contract here. We sure? Yes, I think he's going to get shot. Those are just three people. The rest of the team, they them don't boys have... They don't have high use because even like even if you look at a guy like Denny Avdia, Denny Avdia don't take a lot of shots. He's not a high use. Granted, like I said, we have to see what what else they do to see who else they bring in. But even like if they keep KCP, he's not a guy that takes a shit ton of shots. Yes, Kuzma's gonna take shots. Yeah, Bradley Beal's gonna take shots. But who else is gonna? It's, it's them three. It's you know them three. Uh, it's right. a full basketball. He's you're gonna right. get shots. You right. You right. You right. You right. Because yeah, even if they even shot. if they got a uh, Brogdon. Bragdon not a super high usage. Yeah, dude. I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're gonna get a super high usage dude. Like Bradley Beal is the super high usage dude. That, yeah, that's fine. Bro- Brogdon actually, I don't like what even the shit Brogdon was doing in Indiana the last couple of years. I don't think that's him. That's not like the best way for him to be used was how he was used in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah, but um, with that, yeah, I don't know if people gonna care about the narrative by them, but. That trade was a, a good one for us. So Nico's two for two. We'll see what else he does. We'll see with the signings because I think I mean he's great with trade so far. And you know last off season was so was minimal signings. I don't think um you could really judge that. And, I, I, mean, I think is, Reggie Bullock is literally one of the best. Oh, he was. He was. But when I mean minimal, I mean like not the high um that you know the big fish. And we yes. haven't had like a big fish in a while. And I would like to see. I would like to read a story of how negotiations go. Like if if we get if or when we get a big fish, I would like to see how Nico was in the negotiations. What the pitch was like. What 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 did we do to you know get this guy? I'd like to see that because I think Nico could um, be a good negotiator. But um, with that being said, I think um, I think he's I think he's on his way to do. I I just think it would be hard to mess up the rest of his off season. <laughs> what we yeah, have like, here. Like, I think it'd be I, hard I, to mess it up. I'm gonna be honest, man. If they literally had to start playing games next week with the roster after the Christian Wood trade goes through, and three random vet minimum, two K generated players, that's not gonna happen. But I, 
think that team is just as good as last year, as long as Tim is healthy, right? Yeah. So the fact that we still got the MLE and some other shit we could do, it's like, oh, we just, dude, we just went to the Western Conference Finals, and I don't care how you feel about Christian Wood. He's, he, I, as far as regular season basketball, he's good. We're better than we were last year for the regular season. Full yep. stop. Yep, that's right. And with that being said, I guess we could cut off here. It's been about two hours. Yeah. Uh... Two hours on the dot. Time to wrap it up. Um, yeah, man, you got any other takes to get off? I, I'm literally ran out of, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, we we just ran the stone dry. So I think um, <laughs> no, we really did. I don't even know how we gonna timestamp this because it's been a whole bunch of rambling. But um, y'all know the drill by now. So next week we'll be back. We should be recording right after the draft is over. So we'll see what everyone does. Um, what else is there? And then um, free agency should be starting um, uh, the week after that. So we'll we'll update y'all on our timeline for the episodes. But you will hear us back next week. Gotcha. Cool. So thank you all again for listening. I know this is a long one. I think this is the first pod in three weeks. So we held a cup running over. You know, we long winded and we literally ran out of shit to talk about. So hope you all enjoyed this. Um, Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening to shit, the shit we showed up in and other places, the spaces that Mavs Outsiders seriously man this has been a wave um it's it's crazy i'm really appreciative of where the pod is going and i'm eternally thankful for the people that take the time to listen to us basically shoot the shit for an hour and a half once a week so thank y'all um once again i'm dwight at 517-2214 join with the the prodigy the uh brains behind the operation Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. We will holler at y'all next week. Peace.